This is your gateway to the latest trends in the Gulf, bringing you exclusive insights and thought-provoking discussions. Welcome to AB Majlis, an Arabian business podcast. You can find our weekly episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for more exclusive content, subscribe to us on arabianbusiness.com. Hello and welcome back to AB Majlis, an Arabian business podcast. I'm your host for today. My name is Tala Michelle Isa and I'm a senior reporter at Arabian Business. Here with me today for a very interesting episode on the metaverse is Sam Huber, the CEO of LandVault, the largest metaverse developer in the world at the moment with over 100 million square feet of virtual real estate and more than 120 full-time creators and nearly 300 completed projects. Today we'll be talking about the metaverse, a topic which seems to have fallen off everybody's news agenda. We'll discuss the metaverse's initial promise, some of the challenges it currently faces when it comes to adoption, privacy and barriers to entry. And we'll be answering a very important question. Is the metaverse dead? A lot to unpack here. So without further ado, Sam, welcome to AB Majlis. It's a pleasure having you here with us today. So this is a very interesting topic to me personally. It's uh, the metaverse is a topic that kind of has been on everybody's news agenda since the, the coronavirus. And yeah, since then, it seems to have dropped. So I feel like everybody's trying to understand, is the metaverse dead? Is it not dead? So, I, you know, I thought you were the perfect person to have a thank chat you, with thank about you. this. Thanks for having me. Hopefully <laughs> we you. get to answer that question today. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> So firstly, maybe let's start off by talking about what is the promise of the metaverse? The way that we see it at LandVault, it's the metaverse simply is the 3D internet. That's uh, our best attempt to you know, define it in a, in a simple way. Yeah. Um, there are a few meta trend, big shift happening in technology with gaming technologies becoming more and more mainstream on one side. And then you have the blockchain also that is powering a new economy and the convergence of those two things enable us to create a, a future where the internet will be more immersive. The internet will look more like a game in three dimension. You'll be able to walk around much more richer scenes and perform actions, engage with content in a way that you can't do today on the 2D internet. Mm-hmm. Now it won't replace everything. You'll still be able to go to your online bank and transfer things to your friends and go to the um, e-commerce website and buy products. But there are a lot of things that we do online, which is a bit more experiential, like booking a holiday, for example, or maybe talking to a friend or watching a video. There are Mm -hmm. things that you'll be able to do in 3D, just like if you were part of that game, um, which will happen on the internet. So Mm -hmm. for us, that's what the, the metaverse is. So is it is it true that it's the next evolution of the internet? That's what people have told me. Yeah, they were right. Uh, that's definitely what what we see. Mm-hmm. But you know, we try to keep it down to those core fundamentals. Right? It's a, a richer internet that is powered by gaming technologies. Yeah. And that's pretty much what the promise of the metaverse is. It has nothing to do with you know virtual land or um, or crypto or things like that. Those things can be part of the metaverse, but they do not have to be. That's very interesting. Let's bring it back to COVID. I'm sure the metaverse technology was available way before that. But during COVID, I feel like it just became very highlighted because we were all working remotely. We were all at home. We couldn't really connect with people physically, like to be next to people, to chat with them or socialize. So I feel like maybe it kind of exploded a little bit at the time. So that was personally the first time I heard about it. You've been in this space for quite some time, right? Yeah, in the gaming gaming space for five years. Yeah. And um, as you said, around 2020, 2021, this is where 
metaverse starting to become part of the the words you know one of the buzzwords in the industry and specifically brands which were our clients were were very interested about that and you're right it's a combination of the idea that you know maybe we were going to spend even more time in the digital world because we were trapped at home and events have to be virtual and meetings have to be all virtuals and so on but also there was a key moment which is when facebook rebranded into meta and that really brought the metaverse into the mainstream. It kind of showed specifically brands and advertisers and, and companies like that, that this was not just an experiment run by a few tech people, but one of the biggest, most influential company in the world was willing to bet the future of the company on the metaverse. So this is really the inflection point. So thanks, Mark, for, for making that happen. <laughs> uh, it definitely had you know both, both effects Mm -hmm. but um, by and large this was a a, a way to shine a a very bright light on the metaverse okay so at the time people were talking about the metaverse as the next big thing uh since generative ai became more popular i would say since chat gpt was launched in november i feel like it stole the metaverse's thunder a little bit in the sense like from my perspective as a reporter it kind of fell off the news agenda Mm -hmm. like i wrote an extensive piece about the metaverse i felt people weren't very interested as opposed to like if I had written that like I read it a year ago. For sure. Oh, okay. I interviewed you for that. That's fine. <laughs> uh, no, but um, yeah, you know, I just uh, wondering what your opinion is on this. I think if you're talking about you know general interest and expectations, it's true. You know, every new technology has that adoption cycle, which basically looks like a wave. It starts with this peak of, I think it's called Garner, which is the this you know uh, surveying company, calls it the peak of inflated expectations. This yeah. is when you think, okay, this is going to change everything for everyone tomorrow. And this is where we are with AI today, right? But then eventually reality sets in and, you know, realizing that things take time, things cannot be disrupted from one day to another. And actually a lot of use cases that we thought were going to be useful are not. And then you go down to that trough of disillusionment where people are like, okay, maybe this was nothing. Let's move to something else. But then in the background, people start, you know, building or they keep building and yeah. the use cases, the, the tangible uh, things that you can do with that technology are, are still developing in the background. And then you go back to this plateau of uh, utility, I think it's called, which is when the technology is actually being used. And if you look at all the technologies that have emerged over the past decade, they've all been through that that curve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, VR in 2014, when uh, Facebook acquired Oculus, we thought next year, everyone will have a VR device. This is going to replace the mobile phone. And then it kind of died. And now it came back up. And most Fortune 500 companies use VR mm-hmm. internally for a B2B use case. So the use case is different, but there is a real use case. Okay. And then there's been the same things happening with um, crypto multiple times and NFTs. You know, multiple times there was a peak and then a massive crash. And then now it's coming back up. It's used for certain things. And I think AI is going to see the same things. In fact, it has already started because, yeah. you know, chat GPT was on everyone's mind a couple of months ago. Of course, it's still being used, but not for everything. It's not yeah. going to kill every job tomorrow, which is what some people thought six months ago. So I think it's just, you know, part of the natural cycles and those cycles are getting um, crazier and crazier and also faster every time because mm-hmm. of technology. Yeah. So the metaverse is now back up, um, definitely not to the same hype levels, but there are real use cases and we can talk about that. We work with 
governments and companies here that are implemented real use cases for, for the 3D internet? I definitely think Dubai is the place, you know, in terms of when you look at the government side of things, it's like that one city that has really put so much effort into implementing some of this stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, when you talk to people now, like personally, in my opinion, when you talk to them about the metaverse, they're like, yeah, but it served a purpose during COVID. doesn't really serve a purpose now. How's it going to help me? Maybe you could give me more information about certain use cases that are available right now. Yeah, I think, um, again, you know, most people, when you say metaverse and you ask 100 people, you're probably going to get 100 different definitions. Yeah. So talking about something tangible like the 3D internet makes it just much more easier for them to, to grasp the concept. In terms of use cases, I mean, last year, you know, we, I think we work with over 200 brands within the last two years, roughly. And out of that, a lot of the use cases were driven by hype. We, we, yeah. we admit that. Um, but there are a few use cases that are definitely coming, uh, as a more regular use case. So, mm -hmm. for example, real estate is, is, is an obvious one where you can visualize properties before you sell them or even visualize an entire building before it's built. If you sell something off plan, the ability to show to your customers and potential investors the building, get inside, change the, change the decoration. It makes things tangible and you can't do that with, with simple pictures and videos. Mm -hmm. So that's an obvious one. Then we work with a few organizations, uh, related to tourism here in, in Saudi as well to basically promote the country, promote some regions to the rest of the world. And, you know, the way that we see it is, yes, you can do that with a picture, you can do that with a video, but creating a 3D experience that you can get inside and experience for yourself and play a game and engage, it's the next level past the video. So it's a much more engaging media than video. It's mm -hmm. really just between the real world and video. Yeah. We think that the metaverse with or the 3D internet will become that, that middle layer. So, you know, if you look at the fundamentals, they are definitely real use cases that are being built right now. Mm -hmm. And that is not something that is limited to, to COVID. And to your point about real estate, that's, that's definitely a really good use case. I can see uh, being, you know, very, very useful for a lot of people here who want to buy off plan. But you've written a lot about buying land in the metaverse. Uh, so I just really want to understand that process as well. Like, is that something beneficial for businesses who want to set up a presence in the metaverse? Like, how does that work? So last year, a lot of the platforms where you could build into had the concept of land, which is basically a, an NFT that represents a location in that platform. So to be able to build in this platform, the cost of entry was to buy real estate, a space, land. Yeah. And then you could build anything you wanted on top of that. And then you also control the business model on top of the land. So if you want to rent your property, if you're selling things, all of that comes to the owner of the land. Yeah. Now, obviously, because a lot of that was based on crypto and there has been a, a crypto crash, you know, following unfortunate FTX. events with FTX and a lot of things, mm -hmm. a lot of the, that land is worth a lot less than it was. There's a lot less volume and so on. Okay. Now, is it going to come back up? I believe so. Um, if the platforms that issue the land actually survive, then, you know, when the utility takes over and uh, you can actually do things with that land, the land price will, will come back up. So mm -hmm. we, we invested a lot in land. We were renting it quite heavily last year to, to brands and companies that wanted to be part of those experiences. Yeah. This year, there's just less demand for it. And specifically in the region, we are 
pushing much more towards um, experiences that are available on the web, the 3D internet concept. So this doesn't require land. The the domain is effectively your land. You can access it directly on your on your um, on your website. So not every metaverse activation requires land. This is just specific platforms that decide to 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 issue land for their customers. And do you think that's kind of a use case that's gonna gonna last? Do you think in the at least medium term, short term? I think it would work for some platforms. Um, I don't think it's a concept that will be part of the fabric of the metaverse as a whole. Like the metaverse doesn't need the concept of land, but for specific platforms that are trying to, it's just a new way for them mm-hmm. to monetize the the audience. Instead of taking a huge cut on sales or advertising, they basically pre-sell the land and then you can do whatever you want on top of the land. And you know, if you believe in that platform specifically and you want to stand out, buying a big piece of land in the middle, it's almost like buying... Google AdWords to be on top of Google. It's a way to stand out from your competitors just in a different form on the okay. in, in that 3D environment. So yeah, I think the, the, the land concept definitely has some, some use cases. Mm-hmm. It's the same as, you know, wanting the, the best shop in, uh, in Dubai Mall or, you know, in the in Fifth Avenue in New York. It's, it's about real estate. It's about getting in front of your customers where they are. Yeah. I mean, I think we discussed a lot about uh, a lot of things that I wanted to, to bring up in our conversation today. Probably the last thing I wanted to talk about was, aside from the burning question, we'll leave that to the end, but, you know, any interesting future use cases, like aside from land and um, setting up your business, I mean, what other use cases do you think we could see in in the long term, at least in in the UAE? I think everything that relates to promoting the country to the rest of the world and creating that second best thing after reality, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, Dubai has been probably the best country in the world to promote themselves to be seen and you know and and rated as the best country to live in and all of these things that are attracting more and more people and they've done that through content you know there's a lot of influencers here that promote dubai through various channels to the rest of the world and i think the next level after that is is moving beyond video and having this interactive environment where people can actually preview what it would be like to live here Mm-hmm. Whether it's to go to the best restaurant or rent a room in a hotel or just see the, you know, wildlife or go jet skiing or anything you, you can imagine. There are bits of that that you could preview or experience for yourself in 3D from wherever you are in the world before actually investing in the region. So I think there's a, there's a big use case there and a lot of the ministries and governments already understood that and they're already working on that. And then I think there's obvious other use cases, you know, whether it's, for sports or general marketing for brands, the metaverse is really going to become one of the channels where they will see the most engagement because of that rich 3D content that you can do. We can create really exciting experiences that are just not possible to do in, in other channels. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. I'm just wondering about how robot influencers will play into all of this as well. Um, have you heard about robot influencers, like fake AI-generated AI influencers? influencers? And they're actually yeah. doing very well, I mean, in terms of followers and stuff. A lot of brands are working with them, like yeah. Prada's worked with them. I mean, there's a couple of other luxury brands as well. Do you see that kind of playing into the marketing uh, use case here on the metaverse? Yeah, I think it's all you know going to converge. And those um, AI-powered avatars are basically obvious, you know, components of those of this future 3d internet where mm-hmm. you would not only be able to use them for influence as influencers but also for 
customer support or just to you know keep the space busy so there's a there's a lot of use cases that are that are being built around that yeah mm-hmm. well interesting and now finally the burning question uh, is the metaverse dead or what would you say to people who be- genuinely believe that the metaverse is dead i mean you can just look at the fundamentals right if you if you put away the the market price the land price and all of these things it's true that some of the hype is gone but again that's just part of that natural adoption curve and looking at the fundamentals driven by gaming technologies you know gaming is is literally growing every day it's uh, 3 billion people are playing games every single day mm-hmm. spending billions and billions of dollars it's still growing really fast and then you have blockchain technologies that are also growing despite what you know most of the what you can see on the prices so you know under the under the hood those both of those technologies are still growing and they're converging into what is effectively the metaverse creating a, a new fabric for the internet so mm-hmm. if you look at the the data and the fundamentals you know those trends are not going to stop and therefore the metaverse is definitely not dead it's um it's just at a very early stage right now but okay. you'll see more and more use cases being developed and and published every single day. Okay, great. Thank you, Sam, for joining us today. I really enjoyed the discussion and I hope our listeners did as well. Thanks so much for having me. It was great to be here. Thank you for listening to this week's episode and thank you to all our subscribers. Sign up to arabianbusiness.com for all exclusive content.